Definitely. You saw Akira. That was a documentary. That was a documentary. Mm-hmm. I also see your head. <laughs> That's also reality. Unfortunately. And he, you can see my head if you close your eyes at this point. Get, wait, 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 we just gave you a beanie. Just do the beanie again. <laughs> do the beanie again. Yeah, do the I just beanie shaved. Again. First I, off, it wasn't a beanie. It was... Such a potato sack. Okay, see, <laughs> okay. but it was cover. It exactly. worked for a minute. I just shaved and the resistance from my recently shaved head, uh, it might damage the beanie, so I'm going to give it a minute. <laughs> He's in a very tough position. He He can't even hang himself. <laughs> there's like uh, nothing no, he can wrap. No, 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 gravity wouldn't agree. I like, said so you can't wrap it. There's no rope yeah. long enough <laughs> to go around that head. Like, yeah. do you choke yourself with deity? We're just gonna keep going. Hey, welcome fast to come such a boy. What's happening? What's happening? Episode two hundred and forty-five. <laughs> we're still here we're still here I got the whole right I got number one in the building Hello. Turks was just here but he's back on his vacation yeah. trying to beat the case <laughs> he's gonna be here soon and number one's head just made it into the room so exactly yes. welcome Turks is, Turks is gonna beat the allegation eventually actually there's only like number one's jawline is here <laughs> the rest of his head is behind the door it's in a different time zone <laughs> pretty much so y'all want to get to news? Yes. <laughs> so what's been happening, y'all? What's going on? I have no idea. Bro. I have no idea. Either. Yo, how was the weekend? You went to see the comedy then? I just came back, yes, from watching the opening of the new comedy pod location. Mm. Um, very happy to see the growth and the evolution, honestly, of the comedy pod to the point of actually having a proper set for a comedy show, right? Um, so we last time we were there, they were in a corner. Yeah, last time we went there was two years ago when yeah. they first opened. They had. Um, an office building location, which was which was nice, which was quite was quite spacious, but at the same time, like there was a back of the room, right, and then you couldn't really see the comedians quite far away. So the space they moved into now is much more intimate. You know, it's, it's set up in a way where you have like the right of stage, left of stage, and the front of stage. Oh, nice. yeah. Where's it at? Hail uh, Muruj, which is also quite close yeah, yeah, to uh, to Real Al-Qadima, in a sense. So I was there for Thursday. It was the first uh, was the first opening night of the new uh, set. I actually appreciate it as I was walking in that they were still painting the door, right? <laughs> like, you know, you know? Shout out to the boys. Um, it was a wonderful show. It was two hours. Uh, all of the the comedy pod regulars were there. It was a good nine or eight comedians. Uh, and everybody came out. They did like a six, seven minute set. Everybody was on point, honestly. Uh, I wasn't disappointed by any of the sets. I was actually laughing throughout the whole two hours. How long was it? Oh, two hours? Yeah, two nice. hours. So it was, it was a really good show, honestly. Any I'll, standouts? Uh, Brown, Brownie, as, as usual. As he usual. Was, uh, he yeah. was a standout. Uh, there was the other guy, Ahmed, uh, the guy, Malbitrol, Hijazi guy, also very funny. But gen- generally, the sense that it's a regular spot now that you can actually go and enjoy every weekend. It was there before. But I feel now with the new location, with the new setup, it's more it's more inviting. You know, mm. like this is a proper comedy spot now. Now, congrats to the boys. They've been working really, really hard over the last two years. Like we saw when it was just a little thing. And like you, even you always see it with the, the Instagram account. You see how they're evolving. No, they, they've done shows in, in, in different locations. They've done cinemas. Yeah, they've done the Boulevard. They've done yeah. one in the Riyadh Galleries. They've been around. I think they did a show in Jeddah as well. Yeah, so. congrats to the boys. Like wish yes, you guys all the honestly. best. And thank you for a great uh, show on Thursday. Honestly, I think all the shows are at, at this point. They're, they're, there's experience, right? They've been. And doing it's a it good way to start your Thursday. Honestly, it really was. Yeah. Like literally, it, it just got me off on such a good mood, and and just rode with me through the rest of the weekend. If you're ever in Riyadh, the Comedy Pod, you can find them on Instagram, the Comedy Pod. Do not miss them. Every Thursday, every, every Friday. Thursday and Friday. <sighs> shout out to the boys. Alhamdulillah. Oh my god! Like the whole side of the room yeah. just shifted. See, don't bring the room down, please. <laughs> 
Sir, like, yeah, we're, we're talking about comedy here. I'm renting. I mean, we're, we are laughing about your head, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that the was a type of comedy we're going for. Number one, how you been, bro? Uh, weekend is work, work, work. So much work. Mm. Shout out to our tens and tens of listeners. How exciting and fun. Tell us more. <laughs> Thank you for being I, here. We I, appreciate I you. Have, I have no life. Okay. I, I am a sad little man. <laughs> okay. With 12 facts. I'm All very right. tall, as, as we have established. Where, where you are, we all want to get? Uh, where you want to get? What's been what going on? Um, what's been going on? That's a good question. I actually have like one thing I want to talk about that I found very, very interesting. Mm. Do go and say it. Uh, I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little no. bit sleepy, so the, the words are coming. I out. mean, the third coffee didn't work here, yeah. so Eddie, we need to keep them catching up. Well, um, I'm waiting for this to just load. Oh. Such nice, fast internet that I have here. <laughs> well, anyway, forget that. We'll get this in a second. Um, so lately, uh, the Apple Vision Pro came out. <laughs> Yay, dystopia. Yes. It is here. Yes, it's finally here. Now we can finally stop, you know. Okay, wait. We are going to all buy this, right? Oh, it's, it's a fact. You are buying, so yes, buying yes. this. Too. I don't I, think I cannot buy this. I don't think we're going to be able to buy it this year. But I believe maybe believe, by... Believe, Adil, believe. <laughs> believe, believe. Yeah, believe. I, I think the more they roll out, the more people are going to use it. But here's the thing, Shamsi. Mm. You are not the one who has a brother that ordered the developer version. I am. Well, the second ICE just hints at me that he has it, I'm attacking his apartment. No, but see, that's the thing. Like right now, like we just watched the video about like what exactly is it is and what it's supposed to do. And it's a toy i think at this point it's still a gimmick it is in not a, a gimmick it's not a it, toy in a sense in a sense like it is, not, it's we, a piece that's actually functional that you can do some things on what are you going to do on it the idea that i can connect my mac directly to it mm -hmm. and just blow up the screen in front of me okay and have multiple screens on the right and left that one alone yeah the anti yeah. the anti so the multitasking the, multi the anti gaffa feature okay yes. i was thinking the more multitasking no because the way i'm looking at it so I it's have, more than one computer now it's one computer in your head exactly because i have it's this a face huge computer screen. okay face computer man yeah. i have a big screen behind me mm. and the reason i get this because i need to edit and i need the whole timeline to show mm. in case i want to zoom in or whatever but with this one i, I don't need this anymore I don't need this whole desktop anymore. Maybe for gaming, but that's very far from future. Which you're going to connect to your, you know, headset and have. No, I, I still think experience. my desktop will eat any Mac alive. No, no, so but I'm, just I'm in terms of the, in the presentation, right? In terms of like everyday workflow, mm. bro, just put my Mac right here, put the keyboard in front of me, and that's it. Just blow it up in my whole site. So it's going to be a piece of equipment that you use on a daily basis. Oh, definitely, 100%. Replacing monitors, replacing displays. I think now, still early days. I mean, mm. I said everyone says it's a bit heavy. Some people say it's heavy. Some people say it's not. Like, I need, I need to get, go through it in order for me to understand how this is going to fit in my life. But the fact that it can fit into a whole ecosystem that I already have existing and, and that, I have the things that I already have. And that, I think, is one of the key appeals here, right? Yeah, that you, it, you're not starting from zero. It's an Apple product. It's a purely yeah, Apple I, product. I am never going to use an Android phone because all my shit is in Apple. Exactly. Like no, th there's uh, like there's no way for you to shift me away from Apple, even if I wanted so to. So what we're saying by the ecosystem and the integration, of the Apple product is as soon as you plug in your Apple ID, it automatically uploads all of your photos, all of your downloads, notes. everything, all the data so, that you already have saved on your iCloud. Exactly, or anything on your phone is automatically uploaded. Exactly, and then you can plug in your your Mac and just have that as a For me, I think there's a gaming aspect that's going to be quite interesting um, that still hasn't been explored yet. Uh, it's nice to have that workflow and that, but I'm I'm more interested in the like the media and entertainment options that come along with it. That first of all, we have Apple TV doing their own type of content and having that option 
being able to shoot something and 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 tailor it to the Apple Vision Pro, I think is going to be a very interesting avenue to explore. That's one. It depends on if <clears throat> what does it take for them to do that. And right now, for example, they have the MLS Pass, right? So imagine they can set it up in a way where you're sit, you're practically sitting in the stadium. You can actually choose where you want to sit in the stadium and watch that angle. Watch well, that th- that's that's the advertising and marketing part of it, or what you could do. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about what we have today. Yeah, that's today what I'm is saying. early days. The potential, exactly. We whoever's getting is looking <clears throat> for what it could be, mm-hmm. right? And if you're either going to be an early adopter or you're going to come later on, either way, you're not really going to feel like I'm missing something in the future. You know, it's not really a bandwagon when it's actually working properly. No, but what I mean by that, it's, 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 yes, okay, it's not the first VR headset out there, but just like Apple drops a new product, when, when they drop, it's the first of a new thing. Uh, I would disagree. Exactly. Yeah, VR have, has been going on for a minute. The well, thing about Apple mm-hmm. is that the approach, they, they let other people flail around for a bit and when they enter that field they have a certain standard that they apply well that's what i'm saying look when they apply that standard it feels like it's the when they came out with an ipod there was mp3 players for years before that but the ipod was built to such a level where it basically outshone everything you know at once same thing with the iphone in a sense same thing with the ipad so I, I'm no, the seeing, iPhone was just different. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it, it just out show. Like you had PDAs, right? You had uh, touch phone displays before the iPhone. But we never had a color touch display. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure, but you still had some of that those things. That was affordable. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. You still had those things. They existed, but they come out and they built it in such an interesting, enticing package. Yeah, I agree with you. On yes, that one. and yeah, for yeah. you right now, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about something that easily and seamlessly plugs into your phone. That we saw how easily you can set up. You can do it literally in, in, in yeah, less than a minute. And as Apple, you know, before releasing a product. Exactly. Because when the ease of experience is exactly what I'm going to next. Because when they were thinking about what are we going to do with this, they didn't look at it as any other VR headset company. They're not saying, okay, we're going to build this for a specific thing. They're like, okay, what do we already have? We already have the data of how people use our programs. We already know what people want, what they use on a daily basis. Okay, so what do we have that we can incorporate? And then they work from there because they already had a solid foundation of what they need to get people coming. Mm. And then it became about, okay, how do we present it as the Apple way? Which is look at every single little detail and try to find the best experience out of it. Even the idea we were talking about the fact that it has a screen in the front, right? That shows your eyes. They could have just made it all white. They could have just blocked you from the world. But their idea was, because again, until you're not seeing through it, these cameras are reflecting. That show your eyes, basically. They take, but, so they take an image of your eyes and they show it to anybody who's coming. Exactly. So if it was solid white and you're sitting around and I'm trying to talk to you, it looks weird to you when you're talking to me with something on my face. Mm. But when it looks like it's my eyes looking at you, it becomes, oh, it's a normal thing. Not my real eyes. Not, yeah. It's not about real or not. Mm. You feel mm. like you're communicating with the person. True, true. Real yes. enough. Which is the dystopian part for me, honestly. The fact that you are creating this product where you can envision where, you know, you're end up you're ending up in a world where people are walking down the street, everybody's wearing one, right? But uh, I I have to say, like some people do not deserve technology because I was literally I was scrolling through my phone just an hour ago and I'm seeing somebody's already driving a Tesla while wearing this thing with hand gestures. Oh wow! Yeah, like oh, yeah. we're yeah, that's gonna be a problem with yeah, we're, we yeah, are, see, that's we are called, so doomed. That's called that's called guinea pigs, right? This is this is where people test out things, so you know what not to do. No, that's called the Darwin Darwin Award. Mm. 
No, but I, I, I do think that it is going to be widespread enough, just like smartphones have become. You know, everybody's going to end up with it with the, with the headset. Honestly, honestly, the the anti-legafa features are more than enough to sell me on it. Like the idea of just being in a plane and being absolutely isolated from Everybody. other people in the plane and just watching my shit and understand unbothered unhindered un- by the rest of y'all unbothered moisturized in my lane <laughs> happy yeah. i'm appreciating the fact that you can drop yourself in different environments like you can just put it on and hey i'm in the himalayas or hey i'm in i'm in a wonderful sea mm. you know that that for me also plays part into the soaping part like himalayas the sea part like, of a loving family <laughs> exactly that's no, no. true fantasy no, no no that's exactly that's exactly it you know, that's you, a you, true know fantasy. you you can you can you're gonna get to a point where you get to play out these scenarios <laughs> where hey that people love you yep yeah, yes exactly. sure for for sad lonely the men true, like number one the that, true fantasy. that could be one i'm <laughs> true fantasy. i'm thinking with something more experiential like you know fighting the mayans in the jungles or some shit like that you know, <laughs> you know? we call it we i want to walk around with a spear you i know? just imagine a girl telling whispering in number one's ears you're hey, enough <laughs> what, what's your fantasy you're enough you're enough it's <laughs> <Stop> not <laughs> sobbing a loving family <laughs> tell me i'm worth Support. it tell me i'm worth it validation <laughs> Tell me I'm a good person. <laughs> Love me. Uh, see, Apple is bringing your dreams alive. Number one, we're gonna get there. Trust me, they're listening at this point. <laughs> they know. They know there's a demand for the product. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> so you're buying it. You're buying it. I'm yes. probably buying it. So because sadness. Because because honestly, I'm curious. I'm just curious. Like for it. me, I think I'm just gonna wait on it until Assam goes through it. Assam gives me the best breakdowns. He, of course, he's gonna love it. He's gonna tell me oh, it's amazing. But again, to what extent could I really use it? At the end of the day, I think I'm still going to yeah. fucking buy it. Well, see, that's the thing. If I get the chance, I think I'm definitely yeah, going to yeah, buy come it. Come on. The, far, the fact that it's a screen attached to your face. Yes, we're going to do a full episode wearing it, by the okay. way. Okay. 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 That's like a 40,000 real investment. <laughs> Let's go. Shit, easy yeah, money, bro. Yeah. Not this one. Not this not one. Not this one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, your your mic. Is, oh, we're by <laughs> that. Yeah, okay, we're good. <laughs> I would sound like a robot. Um, yeah, I completely forgot. What okay, I was first say. off, hold on, hold on, sir. We had the. I'm sorry. Not that. That's not that one. Yes. The fact that it's gonna a screen attached to your face basically means you no longer have to worry about having a TV. It's literally a screen attached to your face. Don't be social. Fuck other people. Mm. It's all about you. <laughs> it's all about you, right? They can get their own Vision Pros, and you can watch something together. Mm. But uh, that is also another aspect of it. Like, yeah. I understand that people from the outside can say, yo, you look stupid using it. Mm. And I'm totally fine with it. No, but they are jealous. You know, that's the jealousy I, I, speaking. I, I don't even care if they're you know, jealous. Because they can't have their eyes replicated. You just see me walking around like this. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, it's easy to get your phone jacked. Is somebody just running up by you and just swiping it from your hand. I imagine this is going to be a harder operation to get uh, jacked. No, this is a much easier operation. You think? Oh, just a quick punch in the stomach while you're lost in your <laughs> virtual world and it just snatch that shit off of you and run. Malik, mm-hmm. the haze, you'll come through the haze. You'll see <laughs> you'll the haze. You can see this fist. You'll see the fist, exactly. As it comes through the haze. You can see a quick one too. Yeah, you can see a crack the punch in the middle of your eyes. <laughs> it's like Mike Tyson's yeah. punch out, but in real life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. son. No, imagine the sight as you're walking around you just see people wearing these headsets and just like making weird hand gestures. What what kind of world are we coming to? Well, that's the thing. You're not really making weird hand gestures. Have you got so weird? No, you're only going like this, and you can do it with your hand down. That's it. Yes, mm. you're pinching. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, 
I'm not, uh, it's not Minority Report. You know, you just go <laughs> moving screens and shit. My dude, but that's where we're getting there. Have you not seen the electric cars now? What, what, what does that have to do with electric cars? That almost hover. I'm just saying Minority Report is coming to life. All right. You okay. know, and this is just one part of it. You're such a... Pessimist? No, you're such a... <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the same coin, exactly. by the way, you know? You're, you're such a Luddite. A Luddite. <laughs> no, see, that's words. the thing. When you come to me, when Apple comes to me with a new product, I will buy you because you are Apple and you no, are. No, no, you can't, you can't buy me. That, that was the old <laughs> no, times. No, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking about Apple. <laughs> that was the old Again, times. Again, different, different times. Yeah. Different times. I, I'm Born gonna, too late. I can't use your processing power, number one. It's too much for me. <laughs> it's too much for me. Uh, for, and, and, and that comes because of the quality guarantee of the product. I've never thought of getting a VR headset. Number one, Champ is going to buy Me and you know that. But he's not going to figure out the features like six years from now. Okay, if you still that. Listeners, this, this man discovered video games again for the past year. And he's like, ah, I want to get caught up on all the video games. Something I'm done Last with. month, he discovered that he can restart his phone without turning it off. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I just want to tell you that. Yeah, somebody had to teach me. Someone that. had to do it for yeah. him because he didn't know how to do that. An hour later after my phone got stuck. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm like, all right, man. What am I supposed to do with I you? Love, I love how he's still getting hung it's, up on you, that. Because you, it's you, so wild. Yeah. Because <laughs> so wild. When it comes to you, Shamsi, there's always more and it's always worse. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that's the thing also when it comes always. to technology. How <laughs> that's, much, a, that's a crazy description. Though. How much more do you want? Like how much more technology And when it comes to Shamsi, how low can you go? <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. What's, what else is going on in the news? Oh my God. So yes, we we, we, we solved Vision Pro. We're all buying. Most we, yeah, we solved VR. Spatial computing. See, that's marketing about mm, I know. It's a brand new term uh, for you. Bro, when Apple comes to marketing. Face computer. That's, that's <laughs> it's called face, face computer. computer. Face uh, computer, I hardly know her. <clears throat> all right. Uh, you guys know the KS Relief website? Yes. The Kingdom of Saudi Relief website. Which King is Salman Relief. That's uh, the website where King people can Nope, use. I'm talking about the Saudi aid platform. Which is basically yes. the, the platform people can use to donate. You can donate to specific causes. countries, no, etc. Who's? It's a website called data.ksrelief.org. Uh, uh, Do you data. guys remember a couple of years ago when they announced that anything Saudi is going to be supporting other countries with, there's going to be an actual data for people yes. to see how mm. much Saudi you mm -hmm. know, gave aid or help or whatever yes. it is. Okay. Right? Or invested. Mm -hmm. So have you guys ever got on that website? No. No. Well, your boy did. Okay. And uh, you have stats? Oh, no. They, they, they the have stats. stats. Is there. They're giving yeah. me the stats. Mm -hmm. I just logged. I, I didn't even log in. I just went onto a website looking for something totally different. And then I was like, uh oh, I, I need to share this with the boys. Information. All right. We'll go. There's going to be a lot of numbers in this. Okay. Right? But I just want you guys to keep an open mind and, you know, don't go to sleep on me. Mm. All right. The Saudi Aid platform. Aid provided, grand total. Give me a number. Uh, easily uh, okay, we guys want to do dollars or we go real? Dollars. Dollars? Uh, real. Okay. B billions. <laughs> yes. Over, <laughs> over which time period? It doesn't say. I think it's just grand total. Grand total? 30 billion. I'm thinking, is it from the announcement? But I don't think, I think it goes even back yeah, before the announcement. Five billion, maybe. I don't know. Okay, cute. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go with dollars. Uh, well, I'll give you the number in both thousand. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In dollars, $127.90 billion. Oh, 127. $479.62 billion. Real. Okay. So wow. this goes back a little long. Time. This is a grand total. Okay. Right? Top, grand total. Okay. Yes, grand total. Top countries receiving eight. How do you guys want to do this? You are, we'll just do top five? Top five. 
Top five. Drum roll, please. All right, number one. Uh, Palestine. Pakistan. Mm, two good answers. The answer is Egypt. Egypt. With okay. $32 billion okay. on 64 projects. We can actually go to the breakdown to see where of the investment is. Each project, are. what yes. it is. And where but we'll, we'll do top five, then we'll go into the details. How about we do top six? What is that? Okay. <clears throat> Let's stick with five, actually. So number one is Egypt. Number two. Um, I'm going to stick with Palestine. Pakistan. Pakistan and Palestine. Mm, two great guesses, you <laughs> idiots. No. Okay. <laughs> Change your answers. It's Yemen. Okay. $14 billion, 1,208 projects. Okay. Number three. 14 billion. Yes, number okay. three. I'm going to go with <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to go All right, this time you got it right, chaps. It's Pakistan. Okay, there we go. <laughs> third is Pakistan with $12 billion, 260 projects. Mm, okay. I, I'm, uh, the I don't ask me what's number four. It's going to change. Uh, the reason I was going for Pakistan because I'm imagining all of the aid relief projects with the earthquakes that happened and the floods and all of that. So. All right, number four. You know my answer. <laughs> okay, you say you stick with Palestine. You, no idea. Take a wild guess. Um, I'll give you a, a guess. It's in the region. It's in the region, Lebanon. Uh, no. Thank you for <laughs> playing. Okay, but you get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, I'm just thinking. It's Iraq. Iraq. Okay. Sixty-five projects, seven billion, seven point three billion dollars. That says something, honestly. That says a lot. And you look at where all, it's all fo focused on elevating your neighbors. It's all the people around you that are, you know, struggling for different reasons. Number five. Number five. Finally, after four failed tries, mm. number one gets it right. Okay. <laughs> it's Palestine, Palestine. With $5 billion, 278 projects. Really? Yes. Uh, because I know for, this is not counting uh, an Nope. Right? It's not oh, Connecticut. It's not oh, Connecticut. Okay. What exactly? This is from the Chaos Relief Program. Oh, okay. Because Ernwa, uh, we've contributed more than, I want to say, 300 four, billion. 300 like, million, yeah. Yeah, like it's, no, cumulatively, we're like 40 billion total. Oh, from the beginning, yes. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's another big number. That's a, that's why I kept saying Palestine. Okay. So Chaos Relief, that means King Salman Relief Foundation. So that means basically over the past maybe 10 years, mm -hmm. give or take. I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, the humanitarian aid yeah, so yeah. center. Okay. Um, let's see what's uh, number of financial contributions, budget support, 786, beneficiary institutions, 66, total finance contribution, budget support, $2.87 billion, 10.78 billion. Real. Um, oh, and here we go. There's another one. Beneficiaries and contribution, top five. Beneficiaries in terms of countries. What do you mean by beneficiaries? Well, this is what it says right here. It's beneficiary contributions. So, and do, uh, institutions, countries, institutions. Uh, the UN. UN is number one, fifty-nine, with four hundred thirty-nine million dollars. Mm. Uh, number, number two, two uh, Secretary Red General of the Gulf Cooperation Council. Uh, you guys, you don't need to take any guesses on this. So I'll tell okay. you all about. Uh, Twenty-eight with three hundred twenty-eight million dollars. Uh, International Red Crescent. Red Third Cross. is Age and Infrastructure Investment Bank. Okay. That was surprising to me. Two with three hundred five million dollars. Number four is Arab Fund for Economics and Social Development. Okay. Three with $238 million. And number five is Islamic Development Bank mm. with nine mm. contributions, $233 million. So covering the different, you know, political geographical associations that we are related in, GCC, Asia, UN, uh, what's the other one? The Arab countries. Service provided to visitors, refugees. Total fund, $19 billion. 771.59 billion real. Beneficiary categories, 
Number one, Yemen with $10 billion. Two, wow. Syria, okay. $6 billion. And where's three? I can, uh, <clears throat> the loading is on. Six billion dollars. Right, these Syrian are Syrian refugees. These are refugees yes. within the region or just within the kingdom? It's relief. I, I don't talk about, no, no, we're talking talk about relief. So we're talking about relief programs, aid mm-hmm. packages, that kind of thing. Yes. So let's do the breakdown. Let's go click on Egypt real quick. And let's see what 64 projects that cost us a lot of money is happening in Egypt. Bro, I love data. I mean, I love the fact uh, that this is like open for everyone to go and see. That's interesting. It's actually fascinating. All right. So 32. You're seeing where aid goes. You're seeing where it comes and where it goes and who's helping. Some people like trains. I like data. (laughs) So 32.5 total aid funding, $32.5 billion Mm -hmm. in total aid funding, 64 total projects. 32.5. Yes. Development, industry, and mineral resources. Uh, there's a completion, by the way. It mm. says 57.41%. Uh, I think this is how much money they've been giving them to, uh, throughout the, the total, process. Yeah. yeah, this is $18 billion so far. Development, general program assistance, it's at 20.41% with six. Well, all this is billions. Uh, six, $6.6 billion. Uh, number three is development budget supporting, 15.39% with $5 billion. Uh, development transport and storage, 2% with $674 million. So it's all about basically development across different sectors. In this. All of them is development. So mm-hmm. you have transport and storage. Then you have education with 333. Then you have water and environmental sanitation. That's $270 million. Well, just- the agriculture and forest and fish, uh, $253 million. Development and energy, $250 million. Development infrastructure de- development. I don't know why I have two developments. Uh, 233 and health, 142 Project sectors, education, transport, storage, industry, and mineral resources. Oh, we just said that technical. So basically, we're just talking here basically about Saudi supporting the biggest uh, Arab nation in the region, basically by mm. building up, you know, the different sectors of their society. By the way, this data goes back to 1975, by the way. 1975. Mm. Yes, it just okay. says it right here. So another beautiful thing about this website okay. is that when I went to Egypt, right, at the bottom of it, it gives me a graph. Mm. This graph says who was involved and I think who had more oversight. So for example, the cost of projects per funding entity, number one is Ministry of Energy. Okay. Then number two is MOF. Minister of Finance? I think so, yes. Yeah, Minister of Finance. Okay. And number three is SFD. Okay, Saudi Development Fund. Those are the top three. Contributors. And the contributions, okay. right? I think we'll have oversight of what's going on and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which, so, who's overseeing the project? Yeah, well, I thought it was very interesting for that one. Wanna go to Yemen? Sure. Sure. Here we go. 1,208 projects in Yemen. 1,200. Totaling $14.2 billion. So all these are development. Well, actually, most of them are development. So development industry and mineral resources with 27%, that's $3.9 billion. Development banking and financial services, that's $3 billion. Aid, food and agricultural security, 10% with $1.5 billion. Budget and supporting, $185 million. Uh, general humanitarian aid and health was not $102 million. These are crazy numbers. Bro, we're talking about billions here. Billions. General humanitarian aid, humanitarian operations, support, and coordination, $703 million. Social services, $435 million. Energy, $244 million. Education, $325 million. Transport and storage, $281 million. Project top sectors, we just said it right now. Uh, this one has the biggest involvement is the uh, just my Minister of Finance. Second is King Salman Relief Program. Mm-hmm. Third, Ministry of Energy. 
The fourth is uh, the study, the SDRPY. Doesn't ring a bell. I'm trying to remember what was the four. SBR. Refinery, I think it was, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. And uh, number five is uh, well, SFD and uh, Ministry of Energy. And again, from 1975 and 2006, bro, we gave them a lot. No, see, again, the, and it goes back to the same thing. Uh, in 2005, we gave them $3.3 billion in 2005. Uh, a neighboring country going through a lot of problems has been, um, you know, struggling through through a lot of insurgencies over the past couple of years. And we are, insure, are trying to at least to support the different sects of the industry to stand up on their own. So the whole the whole idea of a rising tide lifts all boats, you know. You guys want to see? Uh, do I guys want to go through all of it, or just just jump to Palestine? Go to Palestine. Go to Palestine. Let's go to Palestine because I still haven't seen it. To be honest, I just saw the one for Egypt. So Palestine, five point two billion dollars, two hundred seventy eight projects, development budget supporting with two point three billion dollars, uh, humanitarian aid multi sector with one billion dollars, development multi sector six hundred seventy five million dollars. General humanitarian aid, shelter, and non-food items, $312 million. Excuse me. General humanitarian aid, early recovery, $303 million. Uh, general humanitarian aid and health overall, $188 million. Food and agricultural security, $125 million. Uh, education, $63 million. Uh, development, government, and civil society, $50 million. General humanitarian aid, humanitarian operations, support and coordination, $31 million. So across all sectors once more. Yes. And that's the Palestine, again, to a country compared to Egypt and, and, and Yemen, much yes. smaller, much less population and still large, large number. The numbers are crazy. In 2001, we donated $647 million. It's one year. In the year 2000, $550 million. Um, so 2005, that's, that's, a, that's a billion over two years, literally. $135 million in 2005, $62 million in 2004, $14 million in 2003, $2007, $103 million. Question, did you find the answer to to the thing that you're looking for on the website? I just, well, but, but I'm not going to talk about what I was looking for. Yeah, no, okay. that's, that's not like what I but, question. Uh, I was... Listen, I do love the breakdown and, and, and exactly. the breadth of the information. Yeah, the transparency. And... and yeah. Listeners, when we say donation, we mean donation. Yeah, this is not, we're asking for money back. Mm. Yeah. And, because and, I want you to understand, this is the King Salman Relief Program, right? So the center, this is donations that we're now looking back. Besides these donations, there are investments. So, for example- From different entities. Yeah, if you look at Egypt right now, Egypt, their economy is, is shaky right now. But there's a lot of rumors that they're about to get their loan and things are going to be balanced. And even, the, I think, was it the Minister of Finance that came out and said the way we deal with investments in countries now is going to be different than before? Yeah. In essence, I think he was the one, right? Yeah. In essence, basically, the, the approach is that we're, we're looking for mutually beneficial arrangements. In essence, in, uh, okay, we are going to invest in the country, but uh, with the expectation that... Returns. Returns, yes. So, Emirat Saudi, they're both trying to invest in, in Egypt, mm. but... Egypt's currency has a problem that they need to actually fix before we come in. Because if I come in and, and, and I start investing and then the that value drops, yeah. it's a problem for me. Mm. So they need to fix on that. And that's what they've been working on for a while now. But the wars and COVID really did not help. But those investments are totally different than these. Which, which are 
primarily relief-based programs, exactly. development and support-based programs. So besides this, there's also investments that's going to go in a country where it's going to be beneficial for me and beneficial for you also. Mm. Where I'll give, well, rather than me just giving you more money. Rather uh, than being a donation. Exactly. You know, it's an I invest. Business, business opportunity. And it's a way for me to also start making more money back. Mm. And it gives us a beautiful tie between all countries. It's something that we should all been doing a long time ago anyway, which we've been doing in a way, but not in this way exactly. In a way that, you know, we're going to have a long-standing relationship in terms of business and so on. I appreciate your curiosity for finding this website and, and bringing it to us. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I love it. Honestly, it's, it's wild. The, 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 the data, the data visualization element of it and like seeing where's all the, the money is being allocated. And who's involved. Super interesting, honestly. Data is beautiful. Yes, I, I totally agree. Shout out to King Salman Relief Center for all their hard work. It's, it's, it's really all beautiful. Of, and the incredible amount of, you know, money that's been donated over these past years, honestly. Yes. $127 billion. That's crazy. Billion. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back and look at that number again. $127.9 billion. Yeah. That's five bowls old. of guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> like the very, very big ones. The gallon types. You guys can go to data.ksrelief.org if you guys want to see all this data. If you want to nerd down. The website is in Arabic, but in the top, you're going to find a corner where it says Arabic, English, French, and German. Nice. Yeah, so... So nerd out, nerd out in Dutch. <laughs> Deutsch. 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 You Dutch. Okay. <laughs> Deutschland, not Deutschland. See, I, I thought you were going for that one. That's yeah, why I laughed. But yeah, turns out yeah. you just like, you know, mispronounced yeah, it. Dutch. Which is a problem. Yeah. Anyways, after all the news, let's keep the hype going. Yes. Number one got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more numbers you want to throw around? Oh no, these are just the numbers that I have. You guys want to talk about the what's the name? The US strikes that are happening right now? Yeah. About that. You want to start? So Last week, there was a strike on a U.S. base in Jordan. In Jordan? Yes. Tower okay. 22. Yeah. It was basically, it was set up back in the day to fight ISIS. Okay. So there's a lot of speculation going around is that this was a whoopsie on the part of uh, the Iranian-backed militias. Or okay. Iran or whatever you want to call it. That are based in Iraq. Yes, that are based in Iraq. Because the standard is that we will, we will uh, annoy you and harass you. We're gonna shoot at the empty part of the base, etc. But this one, they bombed it with a suicide drone in a area of the base that was housing U.S. personnel. So when you say suicide drone, basically a, a drone that is the bomb in and of itself. Yeah. Okay. So one way. One way. Mebraja. So, <coughs> so three U.S. soldiers died. Okay. And 40 are injured. 40? Are injured. That's a large number. Yeah, so this is a considered a significant escalation. And even in terms of the attack starting happening from Iraq to Jordan? Yes. The cross-border attacks yes. aren't, aren't a usual thing. Yes, they? I believe the the militia that claimed responsibility is Kata'ab uh, Hezbollah or Asa'ab Al-Haq, one of those two. Hezbollah. Hezbollah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the U.S. is basically... To sum up the reaction, it was like, oh man, now I have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> because American soldiers have been killed. Yes. And this requires a retaliation. Yeah, exactly. I, now I have, like, I have to do something. Mm. So uh, a few hours ago, they bombed around like 80 targets across Iraq, Iraq and Syria. 80? Yeah. Okay. The 80. Eight yes. zero. 80, 85, I think, had that. Okay. The targets the announced casualties are around 18 or 20 something similar to that see that's what's always funny to me 
which is it's similar to when they said we're going to bomb the Houthi. Mm-hmm. The number of casualties is too low for you to be... Suspiciously low. Yeah, like, don't act like, oh, we're precision. No, bro, you're hitting a military base. You're hitting somewhere where militias are there. I, I think, I think I've think i stopped trusting Pentagon numbers a long, oh, long, hey. long I, you, you want me to give you my real ago. feeling on this? Mario, I, my, I think your real feeling and my real feeling is the same and that we have to save face. Exactly. In what sense? So they... <laughs> They, they had a rollout, bro. Like like an album release. Okay. We're going to retaliate when we time the ish, when we choose the right time, whatever the bullshit was. Yeah, appropriate place and appropriate time. Exactly. Oh. And then all of a that, sudden, that, okay, that's that's military speak for we have no idea what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing there's a lot of uh, fighter jets are moving to the region. A lot of things are happening going to the region. Like, oh, okay, so these guys are prepared. Okay. So you already mm-hmm. knew for like four or five days these guys are prepared. Yeah, and then the op also known as the shorter force. Okay. Yeah, and then the op-eds and written stories start rolling out basically highlighting that the u.s doesn't want a war in the region Mm. they're basically outline laying out the groundwork to both the american public and the world that there's going to be a phased approach etc it's that basically is telling the world like don't worry we're not going to bomb so this is the war we're not going to we're not going to bomb iran okay we don't want to bomb iran yeah, but we're going after this militias in a way that they know that we're coming so they can just move out yeah. of the way. Just hey, can you just yeah, like, like like leave your weapons over here? We're just going to bomb that so it looks like we bombed like a military place. And then like, you know, you guys, you guys skedaddle. Right. <laughs> Come back later on. So PR exercise. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. It's a, not so much PR exercise. It's a. Oh, someone got killed. We're, we're retaliating. It's God damn it. Not an election year exercise. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, in terms of we have to do show something. that we are doing something. Because Trump is going to hammer Biden on this. But, really... but in reality, there's no value or substance to these retaliations. There no. is value in degrading capabilities, but like this is going to be memory hold within the week. Okay, normal news cycle. Mm, nothing new. Basically. Would you like me to give you my thoughts on what's going to happen this year? Based on it's an election year. Please do. So... We all know that all of this could have been avoided if the U.S. just told the slave to shut the fuck up. Yeah, come mm-hmm. get your mans. Like, you know, this all, like, this whole bullshit that's happening with you, with everybody, like, all this could have been avoided if you just told them to stop. Mm-hmm. But, again, you don't want to say that because it's going to hurt you in your election. Mm-hmm. So you decided, you know what, go ahead. And then you saw the true face of Israel. They don't give a shit about nothing. No rules, they don't care about you, they care about nobody. They don't care about rules of engagement. Which is something we've known for a long time. Exactly, but the only difference is that now the whole world knows. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and they can't deny it because exactly. we're seeing it happen every day. So with that happening, now you found yourself in an election year with a war that you were not supposed to be in. You were supposed to focus on Russia and Ukraine and say, oh, we're trying to save democracy. Yes, because democracy is being uh, <laughs> killed by Russian we, forces. I, I have a point on the Russia-Ukraine thing, but finish and uh, we'll get to it. So you're supposed to focus on that. All of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of this bullshit that you can't even win in. And so you go and you talk to, what's, what's his name, Bibi? And then piece you, of shit. Yes. So you go and talk to him, like, yo, like, bro, I need you to fucking relax. Like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. You're putting pressure on me here. And the guy is like, yo, I don't care about you. I'm trying to stay here as much as I can. As a genocidal maniac would. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Inyaho did his thing. Now Biden is in a position like, okay, what am I supposed to do in this war? They couldn't find Hamas. They're not going to be able to stop anything. This is going to keep going. It's going to bite me in the ass. Mm. So I think the U.S. is going to do something they've never done before. Which is? Which is 
for the first time actually sit Israel in a position saying, Putting you're going to recognize Palestine now because you couldn't beat them. It's been three months and we're in an election year. Yeah, and do you think we're going to sit back and wait for you to find them? Yeah, a bunch of guys with in, in sweatpants are kicking your ass. Not only that, up. you did all these missions, you went and you entered a hospital and killed three people there. Now the question, uh, okay, more about that? This was recent. Uh, this was recent. I saw this happen. This was in the West Bank. Yes. Right? They basically did a targeted assassination <coughs> and you saw in the closed circuit uh, video, one of the guys with the guns was holding up a wheelchair. So that piece of shit was pretending to be in a wheelchair. So they literally were dressed up as doctors? Yes. When they no, 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 no. They're dressed up as regular people. Doctors, okay. uh, patients. Everything. Mm. Kitchi. And, and, and they walked into a hospital with guns to shoot people and yes. they walked out. And they walked into the rooms and killed them. And we're talking yeah. about a non-terrorist. Like, like, like I said, every accusation is an admission. Like, oh, Hamas hides among the population. They use hospitals as bases. We do the same thing. No, but I'm I'm curious now about that that reaction that the U.S. might have. How would that be received across, you know, their society as race? Well, the pressure from that's the, that's that's I'm the key part I'm curious about. Well, here's the thing: who can help you in talking to Palestine? The Arab, region, the Arab countries, the region, the, yes. the region. That's yeah. it. No one else can help you. Is, uh, Egypt, Jordan, Saudi, Qatar. Emirat. Emirat. So they're like, okay, these are the only people that can deal with them. Now, you as a U.S., Gaza needs to be rebuilt. And who's going to take that responsibility? You're not going to leave it as it is. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, you just can't leave it as it is. So someone needs to say, yo, okay, I'll take it over. Now, we've been hearing Saudi very loudly saying, yo, we have no problems of normalizing with Israel under the condition that you recognize Palestine. I think... No state, no normalization. The play is... No state, no normalization, no funding. We're not going to go rebuild something that you're going to allow them to come back and destroy later on. So we're not just going to throw our money for nothing. Which makes complete sense. Because here's the thing. If you have a state, that changes the calculation. Because here's the thing. Citizenship is the right to have rights. If you are a sovereign country and this is being done to you by another sovereign country, in this case... If Israel does this thing again and you have an actual recognized Palestinian state, it's a very, very different calculation here. Compared to being an occupied territory yes, within exactly. the country. Exactly. Now this is a completely different thing. This is a different equation. Exactly. And Israel does not want that. Like Netanyahu has been as a person, Netanyahu has not been a consistent person, but the one thing he's been consistent in saying, I do not want a state. <laughs> and, and that's the one thing he's been fighting to, to fighting for for the past 20 years since he got into politics. That's what those 20 years? Yeah. What, what are you talking <laughs> no, no, about? This is, yeah. this is 40 at this point. No, no, I'm talking about him as Netanyahu, as somebody who got into politics on that platform of what can I do to basically derail this process of a Palestinian state. This is why the settlements happened. This is why, you know, the separation between the West Bank and Gaza happened. Like all of these obstacles and roadblocks were placed uh, into uh, listeners there was a israeli prime minister called yitzhak rabin mm. you might have know you might have heard of him he was or not the, <laughs> he was the person who signed the oslo accords with yasser arafat which basically established the precedent for the, uh, actual, the, the eventual establishment of yeah basically they the idea was that we will have palestinian uh, auton- autonomy and control around mm. 
sections of the West Bank and uh, Gaza. Quick question: What happened to him? They shot him. <laughs> when we say they, who are they? The Israelis. The extremist Israelis yes, who said, "Hey, you're 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 betraying our country." They put. And the, how could you? They they held up pictures in protest uh, with Yitzhak Rabin as a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And this is a man who basically signed a peace agreement. Yes. Fun Ooh. fact. Yeah, I'm another, just putting it out there. Another, you know. another fun fact. Yeah. We're just trying to make it make sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is this is the society that we're talking about. Another, a non-death cult related society. Another fun fact. Mm. During the protest, there was a famous incident where a protester took the hood ornament of his car. And he, I said, and I quote, we got his hood ornament. Next time we're going to get him. Mm. You know who that person is? Who? Itamir Ben-Gavir. Uh, who is? <laughs> the Israeli Minister of Internal Security. Mm-hmm. So we have the establishment. Exactly. Exactly. We have the establishment here actively proclaiming their plot against sitting members of state. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want the region to come and help rebuild Gaza and help establish relations with Israel, now we really have demands that you need to meet. Yeah. Because you allowed your little toy to do whatever the fuck it wants and it just ruined everything for everybody. I th- I think, which the world has already just seen. Yeah, I think, the, still I think the US has finally realized, oh shit, Israel is in the Middle East, not in Central California. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they're going to have to deal with these people eventually. Yeah. No, And, and we're talking about, like we are now in a stage... 20 years after the war in Iraq, 10 years after the war in Syria, the khalas, nobody, we're tired of this. And the, the, the entire region is just looking to the future to want to build, the, to want to actually... The American public is so tired of this. This is the idea of more military commitment in the Middle East. It's such a radioactive subject that not even the Republicans are talking about it anymore. Like the pro-war people, like, oh, let's bomb, bomb now, ask questions later. They don't want to even touch this idea. Around the world... All politicians are under pressure from the people. Yes. Do not be a part of this. This is genocide. We all see it. We're all humans. If you support Israel, we're not supporting you. This is the, why the UK is in such a huge dilemma of where they want to stand. Because they want to stand in one place, but they know that re-election is coming. When it comes, it's not going to be you. And honestly, as as an issue, it's, it's hard to look past. You know, it's, there's always complex global issues when you look at it and you say like there's a lot of nuance yeah this ain't so complex anymore (laughs) no this situation you're you're watching active slaughter you're watching active slaughter not even not even active slaughter active slaughter that is being actively funded and enabled by the world's largest superpower not only that supported by the countries who scream about human rights proclaim your word well that's the thing yes like right now you cannot speak about any of that you cannot even look at a country and say any of that because you have something that is stuck to you that's gonna be hard for you to get it out mm, this is it's always, always forever gonna be there every time you talk about human rights you're like oh look look, look over here mm-hmm. before we kept telling you to look over here none of you want to look but now the whole world saw for their own yeah eyes. speaking of the whole world like the idea it's with russia ukraine israel palestine the idea that countries have sovereignty or are not basically expected to follow the party line is becoming more and more apparent. Have you heard about the recent um, play against Hungary and the European Union? 
Tell us more. So there was an aid package that was going to be approved by the European Union and sent through to Ukraine unanimously. Mm -hmm. Hungary, under Viktor Orban, said, nah, I'm good, homie. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to give those people my money. My money for my people. Okay. For context, Hungary over under Viktor Orban has been increasingly nationalist, belligerent. Nationalist. Let's let's simplify it and say, not my problem. Yeah. That was their thing. Mm. So the European Union, when they got sniffs that Viktor Orban is going to pull this play, they said, "Hmm, how about we crush your economy and okay. trigger a bank run on your on your uh, your 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 currency and whatever?" Basically, said. Play ball or we're going to ruin you, my guy. And he played ball. Oh, wow. Of course he had to play ball. Okay, so economic manipulation used to change the policies of countries. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> That's never happened before. Yeah, so basically, hmm. yes. basically, Brussels went, hmm, nice economy. <laughs> <laughs> would be would be bad if something... Be a shame. Would be a shame if yeah. something bad happened to it. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, Western Hey, global. hungry. You want to be hungry? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're going to be hungry. West, uh, Western institutions. So I think this year, with the war still happening. In Ukraine? No. In, 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 <laughs> no, come on. In. Look, as much as we would, we don't want wars, we do not give shits about Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Let's all be honest. They didn't care about any of it. But this did with Israel, so we could care less what's happening yeah. over there. Magnifico. We give you our aid, we give you our whatever, and whatever. No, just, just stay just white. The, the term is, oh, they have ancient hatred. You know, it's like, it's within their blood. They, <laughs> they've been fighting for a thousand plus years. You know, it's like very complicated. There's lots of sectarian differences mm-hmm. over there. No, the idea, Ideological differences. Yes. The, the idea of political convenience versus political inconvenience. Ukraine is a politically convenient war. It sells the agenda. It ticks all the right buttons. Hey, these are fighting our freedom. Hey, these guys are getting... You know, oppressed, but oh, here and Israel, no, okay, they, it's 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 warping the agenda. And, and here's what's different about all the other wars compared to this: all the deaths in Ukraine, all the blood is on U.S. hands. All the deaths in Gaza, is on all the pastime is on U.S. hands. U.S. You, bombs. You are in two wars. Fueling. You are fueling two wars, and they all come back to you. You could have stopped both of them. But you decided not to. But do we have a weapons industry, Abdul? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Right now, you're in a position of re-election. You need to be re-elected. Mm-hmm. So right now is the time to broker a deal. And it's the best time ever, sad to say that, for you to broker a deal when you get away from Israel now. And you say, you know what? The region will have to manage itself and play along each other. And then you recognize Palestine. And then we can come in as countries and as people and help rebuild See, that would be the logical uh, moral thing to do. Um, yeah, I have not known the U.S. to be a logical, a logical or moral country. As the, long as they're... Unfortunately. If... Because money. If you're still highlighting what's happening over there and it's going to affect them, they'll do whatever they fucking can to stop that war. We they see, have to. We see, that's the thing. As much as you see the pressure, as you mentioned, by the protest and by the people, you're still seeing all these clips of, of the, the, the very strongly brought off uh, U.S. Congress with all of the Israeli lobby money, you know, flushing through yeah, there, and, and the only, they stand, the and, they, and they're and they're protecting, they're actively protecting. Yeah, but the problem know. with the Israeli lobby money, it does, it's it's money, it's not votes. Mm. 
you're not going to vote me in. Mm. Your contribution is not going to vote me in. Mm. And if you yeah. to vote me in, bro. Here's, here's the that's thing. The, that's the glitch in the system. Exactly. It requires people. Get more immigrants in. Yeah. We have, <laughs> mm. Farmer in Iowa? Yes, farmer in Iowa. Step right up, sir. Yes, you're we, a Democrat now. Let's go, Jose. We have, to, we have to be very honest here. Like a lot of the support for Israel can be tied back to Joe Biden as a person, as an ideological commitment to Israel that he believes in personally. Yeah, but then again, it's... You, you, again, you follow his track record from a congressman to a senator, you can see the blind support has always been it's there. It's always been there. True, true. But like, it's also been a bipartisan issue in the U.S. politics for a long time. Yeah, support but, for Israel is something that cut across Republicans. Yeah, but we, you have a fierce supporter of Israel that back in the Lebanon war in 82... He talked to Menachem Begin, I believe, and he said, I don't think Israel should be concerned with with civilian casualties in Lebanon. And literally, Menachem Begin said, yo, yo, yo. You need to relax. Yo, yo. <laughs> Somebody come get your boy. Relax, my guy. So we can see that, you know. The, and that guy's the, president. The lack of regard for human life has been a long uh, standing policy. Yeah, of course, he's white. Yeah, and then, you know, um, that's the thing that, the last time, as you mentioned, Israel has been sat down in a corner was Eisenhower in, in you know, the the, the, Suez, yeah, the the Suez Canal crisis. And and that since then, U.S. policy has changed to, you know, carte blanche, do whatever the hell you want. And now, like, the international pushback is drawing light to the issue. Yes, the 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 war has been going on for way too long, There's and, and there's not much left, honestly, with for you to, to keep going. The only way for you to go is to push Egypt to go to war with you. So, and if that, if Egypt goes to war with you, then the whole region is going to war with yeah. you. Yeah. So this is where Trump comes in and says, hey, I got an idea. Yeah, that idiot already came out and said, yo, that war is going to end in, in 24 hours. I, I, yeah. You know, you know, I have, <laughs> you know, regardless of what you think about Trump, he is genuinely one of the funniest people on the planet because He's got Oct jokes. Whom he's got October jokes. October 8th happened. He said, you know, this wouldn't happen if I was, if I was president. <laughs> because? Because of course he would say that. Of course. Got, because he got ideas. Of course he would say he, that. He has feels. He has feels. He has feels. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is the, the only time that we can actually broker a deal for people to recognize Palestine. I truly believe this is the only time. I hope so. I, 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 hint, I sincerely Democrats hope so. do not want to lose power. They do not want to do four years and have to go back to Trump and Trump is going to fight them for eight. Well, then, for eight but then four. again, you know, as, as, as number one mentioned, you know, Israel has been such a long-standing, you know, issue, uh, not issue, but a flag for Biden to fly. He's not going to be the one to lose, you know, Israel to give Palestine, you know. Well, it's not his choice anymore, though. It never was his choice. Yeah, so right now, if you go back and you sit with all the Israeli lobbies and you tell them, listen, this is not working anymore. You really need to find an exit strategy where it works for all of us. So you guys need to figure out what the fuck do you guys want so we can end this now. Because this whole thing is not working anymore. And what if the other billionaires are saying, you know what, if you're supporting that, we don't want to be there. Why are you hurting our economy, bro? How am I making my money? Shmoney. Shmoney. There we go. There's a lot I play. There's so many yeah, cards there, I play. There's, there's so many layers to it as well, honestly. And I think Serbia and all other countries telling them, yo, we're not getting involved in any of your bullshit. Yo, you have a problem with Houthis, go deal with it yourself. You have a problem, you go deal with it yourself. All we want to talk about is that. That's the only thing that we are concerned That's about. That's it. Fix That's your that. shit. 
fix Gaza, fix Palestine. You don't want to fix it. Don't, don't negotiate nothing with us. Don't ask us for, to help. Don't ask us for money. Don't ask us for anything. All the things that we can offer them is aid. And we want to give them aid. Nukta. Anything else and, you want and, us to build, even you that, get the fuck out of and there. And even that, you're, fighting, you're facing issues to bring in. Yeah. And that shows you anything. It shows you the lack of humanity. Now, I wish, I wish that we use this year to our own advantage. Because with Ukraine still popping, and this is happening, it's going to be very hard. But winter's coming out. Oh, winter's coming hard, sir. And uh, Mr. Dieselman has the... Has all the cards. No, has all the diesel. The election's in November, isn't it? Yes. I think it's in November, yes. So you already, what, 10 months? 10 months around You got 10 months to fix your shit and win re-election. Time's ticking. It's assuming the sleepy makes it to 10 months. <laughs> it's a big assumption. If he, if he doesn't slip on a banana or something. Malik, the hand, the, hand, the hand behind the jacket is keeping firm control. The one thing about Trump when he was a pre- uh, president, um, Jared Kushner really worked hard on trying to tie the Israeli and Gulf relationships. And if he comes back and comes back with the same play, it's a totally different conversation. Though. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different game field. It's a different atmosphere. No, the difference different. is 20,000 dead children. Yeah. And on top of that, the only, any conversation that you're going to have, I, I think one of they're ta- all talking about a ceasefire for like 30 days. Or yeah, like 60 days. Is, I think it keeps dropping with every news report. Mm-hmm. So we really have no idea what's the exact number. I think honestly, if there's any negotiation here at this point that doesn't result in a permanent series of hostilities, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. You need to start somewhere, honestly. Yeah, that's the thing. If I'll take I'll take a thirty day ceasefire if it's going to allow me to, to to work thirty days to extend it. But here's the thing: if you're taking a thirty day ceasefire and you're releasing all the hostages, then Israel doesn't have any motivation to. Yeah, I don't think play that, nice. I don't think that's 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 not the play. That's the play. that's what they're asking, and you know that's their starting point. Give us everyone. We're gonna give you two months apiece. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's, it's an exchange. Yeah. I think yeah. for every one, the the Israel hands thirty five. I just shows you how much Israel have. Yeah, and this and that's the thing. Even even if they release those thirty five, they will just go round up another thirty five tomorrow. I know. And that's, if, and that's if, that's something they've literally if, done throughout exactly. the sport. I think if they release Marwan Barothi. It's going to be a game changer, honestly. That's what they want. Yeah. Marwan Bawthi is seen as, uh, it was the architect of the first and second intifada. He's seen as a unified figure in Palestinian politics. And he's been in their yeah, prisons for a long, long since time. Since the second intifada, basically. So 20 years now. Yeah, he's just south of 60. And if he comes back, there is a highly likely position that, okay, this is going to, he's going to unify the... West Bank populations and the Gaza population under one unity government underneath okay. him. Since you said that, this is a rumor. Like, we don't know anybody, but this is just a rumor. It, w- it was printed somewhere. The rumor is that for, I don't know how long back, there's been conversations between Saudi, between Egypt, uh, Limarat, uh, I think Qatar was also involved, the US, and someone from Israel about the moving forward with the recognizing of Palestine. Not only that, also who's going to take over Palestine? Who's going to be the president? Who's going to be running it? How does that government look like? How does the funding look like? And so on. 
Okay. This is, it was leaked. We don't know who, if the sources are real or not, but this was like a couple of days ago. Okay. Uh, like, I don't want to bring you here because I really hope it's true that this is happening. Mm. So I really hope and that this is These discussions happening. are looking forward to actually building a state. Exactly. And that, yo, we recognize that this needs to be fixed. We're willing to fix it, but how does it look like now? And I, I really hope it's true. Now, there's always the prickly issue of the settlements. Like, the West Bank looks like Swiss there's cheese. A, there's a, there's a lot of prickly issues. And it's not yeah. just that. It's, it's, it's the refugees that have been outside of the country. It's the refugees that have been settled. It's going to be a conversation know. of how to build this moving forward. Where does it start? Where does it end? And there's a lot of issues in the middle. Who's responsible for what? Yeah. Shalakhir. Shalakhir. Oh, such uh, nice, great vibes and everything. Yeah. Good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. That head, number one. <laughs> Full of knowledge. Mm. I mean, I wish. I, I honestly, sincerely wish. It ain't. <laughs> Told us something. Uh, Salamat. Why don't you tell people who would you go to the comedy pod with? My homie, Ned. My best uh, friend. First off, it's award-winning my, my Ned. My brother. My brother. Award-winning. Award winning Ned. Award-winning strategic. Director. Ned director. Man, marketing. Marketing man. Brother. Marketeer. Friend. Friend. <laughs> Ned Friend of the show and family yes, of the show. Exactly. Yeah, shout out to Ned. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the fam. Much love. Well, you should go, honestly. You should check it out. I, know, I couldn't make it because, you know, I had a lot of obligations mm, to get to. Because also, need to breathe. Wasn't Dusty that day? No, fool, I had to go pick up my, uh, you know, no, not on the podcast, no, not on the podcast. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, peace, hope peace, you got peace, a peace. nice, uh, I don't know. Hope you had a great weekend. Now go and just do your day. Uh, we have big news. There's nothing. Why you got to say it like yeah, that, though, yeah, bro? Shit, bro? We got a busy week ahead of us, me and you. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Places it's, to go, people to see. Yeah, anyway, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Number one. Good luck with that head and, you know, be a, be a great father. Mm -hmm. Do not leave Paris. Who was in Paris? Boo. You. Yeah. You were in Paris. That was just a big-ass yeah. head baby. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Peace, peace, peace. Peace.